coming up. What kinds of moral and ethical dilemmas are people facing related to the pandemic and social distancing? We ask you to tell us about your experiences. I've prepared for everything I can think of, but if I need help, do I ask my friends and neighbors, knowing that however careful we are, there's still some risk to them? I find the peer pressure to conform to risk minimization almost impossible to overcome. Now I'm really confused, and I don't know if I'm like a person who could call the Gestapo on Jews hiding somewhere. Knowing that this virus highlights social inequalities, does that change the ethics of our individual behavior? Should we be relishing in the time that we've all been granted away from everyone to learn a new skill, develop ourselves in some way, or find alternative ways to be productive? Do I bite it and stay? Can I do that to them? Should I do that to them? I don't know. COVID conundrums and moral dilemmas. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. What moral dilemmas and conundrums has COVID raised for you? Are you wondering what to do when people around you break the rules? Is it ever okay to put workers at risk by ordering non-essential goods? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming to you from our respective shelters in place via the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ray teaches philosophy and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, we're thinking about COVID conundrums and moral dilemmas. Recently, we asked you to tell us if there's an ethical quandary or moral dilemma you've had to confront in the age of COVID and social distancing. We got a lot of calls and emails. So on today's program, we're going to try to work through as many of them as we can. And we'll have a guest ethicist here to help us. Between the three of us, we hope we can provide at least some philosophical insight about your dilemmas. I don't know if we'll actually resolve any of them, but we'll certainly try to give you lots more to think about. You know, I'm curious, Ray, to hear what you've been thinking after social distancing for how long has it been now? Uh, decades. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly a large number of weeks at any rate. So, so are there any ethical dilemmas that have been uh, particularly weighing on your mind? Oh, yeah, lots. So, for instance, like, what if I have only one mask and I'm going out for a walk with Blossom? Should I wear the mask or should I give it to her? Wait a minute. Isn't Blossom your dog? Well, yeah, but she depends on me. So don't I have a special obligation to her? Well, you know what Du Bois would have said. No, what? Get a cat. But I don't have a cat-sized mask. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Are there any... Any non-pet-related questions that have been troubling you? Well, actually, one thing I've been thinking about is how to ethically order food to support local restaurants. I worry that the apps underpay their workers. But then um, if I try to tip on the app, like, will the app take it away from the worker? And on the other hand, if I give them cash, will the cash be sort of contaminated and dangerous for them? So I'm sort of not sure what the right thing to do is in that situation. So uh, could, is there any way to make sure the cash isn't contaminated? What I've been doing is just putting it aside in an envelope for a couple of days to sort of let any virus decay and then only handling it after I wash my hands and then putting it outside my door for them. Oh, that's that's pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the best thing I can I can think of. What about you, Josh? Is there anything that you've encountered recently that's got you stumped? Yeah, I have to say, one thing I've been wondering a lot about is... Uh, what we can do for our healthcare workers. Like I, I'm all for applauding them. I think that's actually lovely and wonderful, but 
is that the limit of our obligation towards them? And like, shouldn't we be advocating for them uh, more PPE, increased pay, maybe even a different healthcare system altogether? Yeah, I find that one way trickier than the one about restaurants, because as an individual, I can at least work out how to tip somebody in like a minimally risky way. But as an individual, what what can I do for healthcare workers who need systemic change? Yeah, and that's obviously a really difficult thing. Obviously, we can write to our senators and maybe we can donate to organizations, campaigns, candidates. Uh, how about like maybe donating an organ to Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I mean, we can't all do that. But also another thing we can do is just stay at home so that healthcare workers don't have as much strain put on them. But honestly, I'm I'm just glad that I'm not an advice columnist and I'm a philosopher instead, like especially now during a global pandemic when nobody knows what to do. I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I find it much easier to make philosophical distinctions than to dispense advice. So, so how are actual advice columnists handling the current situation? We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to find out. She files this report. When it comes to COVID-19, there are the big questions like when will this end and how bad will this get? Then there are the personal questions that people dispatch to advice columnists, like this one sent to Slate's advice column, Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence, my roommate is a concert pianist who was furloughed because of the coronavirus. I am working from home. She spends eight plus hours a day practicing, even though she's not going to be playing in the orchestra for the foreseeable future. The advice to the letter writer, be nice to the concert pianist. I will try to imagine a world in which having someone like play beautiful, concert piano music from 5 p.m. until bedtime is a problem, but I get that life is a rich tapestry and different things bother different people. In a letter to Judge John Hotman's online column, someone named Megan inquires about whether she should wear a face mask while playing the Animal Crossing computer game. My sister wants to require that all visitors to her island wear virtual face masks. I feel this ruins the escapism of the game. The judge's answer to Megan is direct. Your sister's island, your sister's rules. Be kind seems to be the common refrain of the advice columnist. One of my early struggles was like, I don't know what to do either. John Paul Bramer writes the popular Ola Poppy advice column. He describes himself as a Twitter-addled gay Mexican with anxiety. And he says he's no expert on the daily challenges of a pandemic. I don't know how to tackle this moment we're in. I don't necessarily have advice for anyone else. Bramer knew he didn't just want to make people feel better. He also wanted to figure out how to present the truth without making things feel even worse. And more and more letters kept pouring in. So what I did was I just, I read all the letters I got recently several times. And while every situation is unique, they're all sort of similar in that they all have to sort of genuflect to the big thing which is COVID-19 right now. He says these days, many of the questions he's getting are about internal struggles, people coping with themselves. There are also lots of letters about spending too much time with other people. In one letter, a person who calls himself Heartbreaker asks if it's okay to break up in quarantine. Hola, papi. How can I deal with my guilt about ending things when the world feels like it's ending? Am I heartless for wanting to end a three-year relationship at a time when everyone else seems to be clamoring for connections? Signed, Heartbreaker. Poppy tells Heartbreaker he might be a bad guy for other reasons, but not this one. Breakups can be heartlessly done, but they are not, in and of themselves, heartless acts. I think a lot of us are clinging to the idea that some things haven't changed. I don't know about you, but that impulse hasn't brought me much peace at all. 
When people write to Ola Poppy, often they're just looking to be heard. The scientists can tell us how far apart to stand and how long viruses stay on doorknobs. But Bramer says when the facts feel overwhelming, there's advice columnists like him waiting with electronic mailboxes open. The absolute brutal reality of the situation is a lot to handle and it can make people want even more. Some, some figure that they can see as a friend that they can sort of just lay all their problems out to because while it's super important to have all the facts. It's also important to get your feelings out there. You could write a letter asking Dr. Fauci for advice on a breakup. But practically speaking, if you're going to ask a stranger for personal advice, it might as well be a thoughtful, well-intentioned columnist on the internet. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.